Kalen's here. It's time, time for, for the Kalen's here song. <laughs> what was that? That's the Kalen's here song. No, but like, what were you playing that on? <laughs> um, a little tight piano. Yeah. I figured. Oh, we should do the intro now. Uh, hello and welcome back to the Bayside Hut. This is Andrew. Uh, as you can hear, I'm here with Remus and Caitlin, and today we're talking about what I don't we think, think they heard us. <laughs> and today we're talking about what we think heaven is like. discussing this topic assuming that or, or just saying that let's just say that heaven like definitively is real yeah let's, yeah, yeah if heaven okay. well hang on hang on i guess okay we'll, well andrew is here. yeah we'll go through and then i guess you could say do you believe in heaven kayla um i don't know <laughs> let's okay. just put it to that because you know like i've um been Catholic basically my no, like actually my entire life and I've gone to Catholic school my entire life so the Catholic complex is very ingrained in me and my personality I feel but recently um, I've kind of been on the fence about the whole religion thing uh, <gasps> that's been me like for the past three years on the fence <laughs> Wow, Santos just would be so disappointed. Um, <laughs> not a big fan of um the Catholic Church and their atrocities. No, no. not 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 a um fan of <laughs> going on the church. Atrocity um, song. You know. <laughs> it's time for the atrocity song. Okay, well, um, what, let's explore, like, both sides of this. Yeah, like, yeah, on the one hand, if we believe in heaven, what do you imagine it is like? And then I guess we can also talk about, um, why we don't believe in it, or, like, the case against it. If, yeah. If that's, uh, something you want to discuss. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay, so, I guess we'll start, um, with... You or me? Do you want to? Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, if I believe in heaven? Yeah, if you believe in heaven, and then if not, why not? And then if for the sake, like, you knew for a fact heaven was real, what you think heaven would be like? You know, I imagine heaven is not like a pure... Actually, I can't say that because it's weird because the Catholic Church, they do some bad things, and then they're like, hey, we want to go to a really pure heaven. Mm-hmm. A really pure afterlife. Yeah. So like, they're just kind of like contradicting themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to go to their heaven. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, like, what is heaven to you? What would your heaven be? What would my heaven be? What would your heaven be? Okay, now close your eyes. I'm closing them? Okay, now imagine a really bright white light, except you're not blinded by it. It's nice. It's warm. Wow. You're surrounded by clouds. You're surrounded by your loved ones. It's beautiful. You look up. You see an entity. He's shining so brightly. I see it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> He's shining so brightly. So bright. He says in a deep voice. Yeah. Come to me, child. Come to me, child. <laughs> I'm coming to him. I see him. He is above me. This sounds like a. This sounds like one of those like animated um shorts that our our religion teachers would show us. (laughs) This is what happens. Do do I open my eyes now? Go ahead, open your eyes. I open my eyes. Wow, that was that was a religious experience, (laughs) Ramius. Pun intended or not? (laughs) Pun intended. Time for the religious experience song. Religious experience song. (laughs) Well, so like you think heaven is just, it's like a, like a pure like you you like you're in the sky and then you see. I I don't necessarily think it's like in the sky. I imagine like, I don't know. I feel like it might be humid. (laughs) Humid. Heaven is heaven is Hawaii. That doesn't sound I was going bad. in the opposite direction. I was about to say, you think heaven is Florida? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is full of sinners. So. <laughs> yeah. No, if, if Hawaii is heaven, then Florida is hell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Okay. So, heaven is Hawaii, and there's just like a deity like god in the sky and he he like greets you and stuff yeah i guess okay actually i have like a whole bunch of different versions of heaven oh so this is like your oh, favorite wow. your heaven well do you not like like heaven different... is multi-dimensional no yeah i do have a lot of concepts of heaven yeah. okay so well you went and then maybe later on you can share yeah, some other I guess. okay um caitlin do you want to go next or shall i um i can go next Okay. Uh, I haven't been given a ton of time to think about this, so I'm sorry if this is not the most coherent thing. Oh, I, I can go, and then and then I'll give you some time to think then. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going like to say... 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the do you believe in heaven thing, I think I'm supposed to, um, but I, I don't really, because I feel like the idea of uh, anything forever uh, sounds not fun. Like, even if there's, like, an unlimited number of activities and people you get to meet and all that i feel like uh after you know maybe a few thousand years it's gonna feel more like a prison than a place you want to stay forever you know mm-hmm. uh i think death in a way gives life meaning because everything you do you know you have to do it before you die uh and so in heaven once you kind of take that away it's not really um you know it kind of removes the motivation to do things and you're and so you kind of stagnate it's kind of like um like that ship on Wally, you know, those people and they're like just sitting around all day and they're like being fed everything right in front of them and like their life is easy. But then their brain just kind of turns to mush because they're not doing anything. Yeah, because life mm-hmm. changed. Yeah, life has changed. That's, that's deep. It's time for the Ramius said something deep song. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, let's move on to what I think heaven would be if if it's real for sure. Do we have to close our eyes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, close okay. your eyes. Closing our eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine, right? 
the air is slightly warmer than your skin, but it's not really humid. It's kind of like a, it's like a warm sunshine kind of thing. All right. And there's no gravity. So you're kind of just floating around, but you, but you, you're not like scared of like hitting something because there's something in you that kind of instinctually knows that if you just focus on a direction, you can just will yourself. In well, that you direction. can just fly. You can just fly and there's no gravity. And you know, all these, uh, material um, necessities like food and water and air don't exist anymore you know yeah and sleep you you don't feel tired you don't need to eat you don't have to drink you don't need to breathe Uh, you could if you wanted to but it's all up to you and so in this kind of uh, version of my heaven I'd say um, everything is kind of at your fingertips whatever you will you just will that into existence Um, and so the more you want it um, then the the more vivid that thing becomes. But as soon as it fades from your mind, as soon as you you don't actively um, think think about it or want it anymore, then it goes away. Because if everything is just out in the open for you and like all at once, it kind of, uh, you have like, you're frozen by the number of choices. You know what I mean? You have too many choices. You don't know what to do first. And so in my version of heaven, you, it's, um, you have like these primary things these wants that you have um also not like a so, so wants are still a thing yeah wants are, are, are a thing but everything that you could want are is right at your fingertips so i guess in my version of heaven it's it's very uh self-centered it's more like it's almost like you're in your own mind so let's say you want your loved ones there you will them into existence they're there with you now you know they are your loved ones um, and it's less of, you know, God greeting you and you have to share heaven with all the souls that have ever existed, you know. Get him to meet new yeah. people. <laughs> uh, it's a good place to <laughs> So that, that, I guess that's my, my version of that. And I, I, I too, have various versions, um, which maybe we can share later. Remus, you may open your eyes. Wow. How was my heaven? It was just my mind. Uh, <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um Okay, I guess we'll move it on to Caitlin. Um, so yeah, I've thought about it a little bit more. I think, I think a lot of people think that this the idea of heaven, the concept of heaven, is something that is comforting mm-hmm. to people who are scared of death. I think that it almost has the adverse effect that now there is because people are so focused on. I need to get to heaven. Heaven is the end goal. Yeah. At least there's heaven. They haven't been able to with the idea of death and the fact that they are mortal, they will die. Mm-hmm. The person that they are will not last forever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what causes so much of this just conflict and panic about it um, and why people aren't really able to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would say now I think it's it's more unrealistic to believe that there is this perfect utopia that we're all gonna like transit. Yeah, yeah. I imagine the need for heaven will go away as society progresses more. Yeah, I think the the idea of heaven in general is kind of self centered in its nature. You know, you want to believe that you're important enough to exist after your own death, and you you can't even comprehend what it's like to not exist. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's. I think for me, it wasn't even that I I couldn't imagine that 
like it wasn't like a self-centered thing it was just that I genuinely hated the idea of like nothingness yeah I hated that that the idea that it's just like you're asleep it just ends Mm -hmm. yeah like I that did I cut out for a second no no no, you're good okay um uh... yeah that just that terrified me yeah um (laughs) very core um (laughs) And now I'm past that, I feel. I think, I hope. Um, But for me, I would say heaven isn't like a specific experience or place or would be because like my whole life I've struggled with anxiety. I've been a very anxious person my whole life. It's been incredibly hard for me to stay (laughs) present in my life because I'm constantly thinking about, you know, is am I going to get hurt because I do this or am I going to hurt another person because I do this or what are other people thinking about me? What do Mm. I think about me? It's I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking about everything. My mind is so noisy all the time. Um, And there's, there's always something for me to worry about. It seems once I get through one thing, another situation presents itself to be worried about. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me, heaven is just any place or scenario where I can be 100% present and there is nothing to be scared of. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to be anxious over. Like, I can just be myself. I like that, yeah. So it's like... I I barely know who I am when I'm not anxious, you know? And that's (laughs) a sad thought for myself. Yeah. But that's why I think heaven for me would be a place where there is no reason for me to be anxious, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's like a specific in- environment that, that would uh, best come to fruition or is it just any, any state of being where your, your worries are just cut off and you know that everything is fine. Just anything. Um... I yeah I don't think it's a specific like situation or environment that that would trigger that you know mental like it like conflict with mental health and all that kind of thing it's so prevalent like anxiety depression that kind of thing it's so prevalent in our society it doesn't matter if you're like living out your wildest dreams or if you're technically struggling in your life like everybody struggles with that so I don't think there is any just with the way human (laughs) minds are yeah I don't think there is any specific environment that triggers perfect mental health where you're not anxious at all you're not sad at all anything like that so I think it sounds depressing as hell but it would be like the human mind doesn't make us suffer so much for so reason so like for no reason you know you're freed from the pain of the human condition. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's a really good answer. Thank you. I imagine exponential wholesome growth. <laughs> uh, hang on. Wait, what do you mean by that, Remus? Okay, you know that feeling like when you see something or you watch something really wholesome? Oh, yeah? Okay. I imagine that just continually growing in you. Continually grow- So, like... <laughs> Like, okay, so, because in my mind, what I'm thinking is, like, like a puppy video, right? So, are you saying heaven is, like, you go in heaven, and then you feel the joy of watching 
a puppy video. <laughs> and then every second you're there, another puppy is added to the video. <laughs> and there's just like millions of puppies. But like, that, like, feeling that, like that, that feeling. That feeling in you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, it doesn't sound so bad. That, yeah, no, that sounds oh good. Yeah. That just like made me remember this. I haven't thought about this in so long. So, Kari Toss. Uh-huh. When we went in seventh grade, for people that don't know what Kari Toss is, it's basically like it's this sleepaway camp. Where Catholics send you away. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, a, woods. Weird, it's like a science religion camp. Yeah. It's like it. It's so weird because That's it's so like science <laughs> and religion, and it's like usually those two things don't mix. But whatever. Um. <laughs> um. So we were like in cabins. Everybody like was split into cabins, yep. and it was like. Some kids, some like kids from your class, and then some Ramis, kids. You were my bunkmate. Remember class. that? I was. Yeah, I was. I was Ramius's bunkmate. I slept above him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Way back, guys. Those <laughs> 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 that aren't our friends. Yeah, and then I switched over to the empty one. <laughs> yeah. I remember I woke up and my pillow pet was on the floor, and then I asked Ramius to pick it up, yeah. and he was still asleep. I think. Or no, maybe that was after he moved because I didn't get it, and I had to go all the way down to get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 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 you, you go on your thing. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Kari toss. And so, yes. e- in each cabin, we had like one of the counselors with us, like mm-hmm. sleeping in there with us, just to make sure that we weren't like in danger or doing weird things or whatever, you know. And um it was so not the, co-ed <laughs> it, was, it was not co-ed by the way <laughs> bt dubs <laughs> um Andrew, so what you were basically thinking. basically our my cabin our like cabin leader like the counselor every night or like or yeah pretty much not every i don't think every single night maybe she would read us a chapter from this book she was reading where basically each chapter was like a different um each chapter is like a different scenario of what the after and I remember one specific chapter, like I only remember one, and it was basically Ooh. like the afterlife was. I don't even know how to explain it. Like some people would get into this TVs and monitors, and you could see everything that was happening in the world at all times after Whoa. you died. And okay. so, like, it was kind of like this room was like kind of an, a utopia. You could get whatever food you wanted, whatever drinks you mm. wanted, but you couldn't. And you could see everything that, like, your family and friends were doing and everything that was happening in the world. But you couldn't talk to them. You couldn't interact with them. You couldn't really be around anybody. Um, and so at first, people thought it was great because they could have whatever food they wanted, whatever. They weren't bored. They were watching, able to see whatever they wanted. Um, they were able to see their friends and families. And then eventually, they got to this point where they were, because they could see anything they wanted and everything at all times, they were also seeing all the depressing aspects of life after they died. They oh, saw yeah. all the struggles their family and friends had to go through without them being there to help them. And it became kind of this just horrible place where they were subjected to all this pain and suffering. They couldn't do anything about it. And then outside of this, I don't even know, like house building, whatever, with all these rooms, were mm-hmm. people who didn't get into these rooms after they died and they were to walk Wonder around and walk around and think about what could be happening inside yeah. this house or this building and think about how oh I must have been awful in my life to not get into the into the house, you know? 
but basically it's flipped like the people that got into these rooms were the ones who had some sort of um because yeah. they were subjected to so much suffering and maybe the, the knowledge itself was the hell yeah like yeah yeah so basically like i don't i didn't really have a thing to like <laughs> segue into out of that story but like i'm talking about this kind of like remind yeah well well i mean yeah that's that's a very interesting like the people outside it's like um like that saying ignorance is bliss you know Mm -hmm. they're they're stuck wondering but wondering is so much better than watching all the bad things that are going on in the world at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah what do you imagine hell is like watching the same tiktok over and over again (laughs) (laughs) same tiktok dance you can't turn it off (laughs) <laughs> it's on repeat. That sounds pretty horrible. I'm gonna. I, I think um, infinite time loop. Time loop. Infinite time loop. See, that's the thing. I feel like I, that, that in itself is a hell. No, I kind of. I think I could oh. enjoy that. Like Groundhog. Oh, no, I wait. was stuck in Groundhog Day forever. I don't think I could complain. I think that'd be pretty fun. Oh, no, hell for me sounds like Happy Death Day. The Happy horror movie where the oh, girl yes. oh, yeah. wakes up on her birthday and gets but murdered. Every day. That sounds yeah. like hell. Like, no, absolutely. dude, that is not like even that time loop situation sounds pretty fun to me. Like I feel like I could make that fun. Getting murdered on your birthday over and over again. I imagine hell. Oh to yeah, be yeah, you go for it. Cold, like really cold, and with infinite needles slowly piercing through your skin, and you can feel it rip. Except here's the th- here's the thing, there's no blood and it just constantly grows and oh. grows and grows. Ugh. So like, you're freezing and it's like that feeling when your leg is asleep and your leg is waking up. Except all over your body and it's actual needles. Yeah. And oh. it's yeah. Ooh. I feel like with hell, you can't just have it be physical pain because as bad as physical yeah, but pain it's is, not like physical pain. You feel mm-hmm. like you feel it happening, but it's not really happening. Yeah. Uh, That's I think... where I think like like Greek mythology, I feel like uh-huh. even though it isn't real, it ex- like it talks about so many more relevant topics. Like like the whole like what is hell thing, like the underworld, basically. Obviously imagine- they're why do huh. people say fiery depths of hell? The fiery depths. Well, because I think oh. their notion of hell is like it's down there, and then down there there's like high pressure and lava and all that. So I think that's what that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because and hell. Kind of like, you I think the warm, or I you don't really imagine warm, right? No, also, hell is the worst pain on earth is being like burned alive. So yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, worst yeah, pain. yeah, and then yeah, yeah, there's uh, that. But like, if. Heaven feels warm inside. Then wouldn't <clears throat> hell be the opposite? No, no, hell is one degree hotter than you'd want it to be, and so you're <laughs> you're sweating a little bit, and you you're you on your and you're on a first date, and you just <laughs> remembered you didn't wear deodorant, and that's hell. That's, that's <laughs> the temperature hell. Is. Andrew, did you experience that? <laughs> yeah, I did not. But uh, if I if I do one day. Then I'll know I, I died and went to hell. That is hell. Yeah. <laughs> but but like the whole thing with like Greek mythology and like the underworld, there's like so mm-hmm. obviously there's like 
the fields of punishment where it's physical pain mm-hmm. and it's awful. But then you like the story of Persephone where she wasn't in any physical pain, maybe, but she was like in a mental and emotional prison when she was forced to be in the underworld with Hades. And so like that's one version of hell too, you know? Or like um oh I'm blanking on the name. Who's the dude who gets his like liver ripped? Oh over um, and over again. what's his uh I'm forgetting. Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah. yeah. So like he but wasn't it, technically yeah. in hell, but uh-huh. like it was his hell. You know? So I think like now we're going off into Greek mythology. But <laughs> just as like a like like I don't think the concept of heaven and hell are limited just to Catholicism and Christianity. I think yeah. every single culture and religion and like people group has their own idea of what heaven and hell is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what hell would be. I'd say, I think Ghost Rider's penance stare sounds pretty painful, which is basically, he, like, looks into your soul, and then you feel all the pain you've you've inflicted others throughout your life all at once. So the, the idea being, if you were a really good person, then it's not that bad, because you were a good person, and you didn't inflict that much pain. But then if you were, like, a horrible person, then you will go mad and, like, your soul will be burned from your body out of all that pain because you pushed that onto so many other people. I can't right yeah. now. You guys are like talking like so <laughs> and I I I said heaven is warm wholesomeness and hell is cold pain. <laughs> and you guys are like yeah, people experience hell and heaven in their own way. <laughs> I mean, that does make sense for you, because, Ramius, you're from Southern California, so, like, anything, <laughs> in any weather, you kind of just freeze. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys can't see maybe, it, but he just hit his head. Maybe, maybe that's why, to him, hell is cold. Because... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ramius, uh, duly noted, I'll, I'll never take you anywhere. <laughs> that's cold. But yeah, I mean, just you making that argument kind of supports our argument that everyone has their own hell, because that is your own hell, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, So yeah. (laughs) The Rinius hit his head song. (laughs) (laughs) You know, though, I, I do like some religions versions of the afterlife more than the heaven hell concept like i think i i think i like the hindu concept of reincarnation a lot oh yeah yeah um i think it's i think it's the most comforting honestly because it it is that you're going to exist on this earth but it's it's not like you're gonna have to live the same thing forever, you know. It yeah. changes. And then, yeah, yeah, that you get a karmic punishment or reward for how you lived your life is is also something mm-hmm. that I like because it's like the universe's way of um, providing morality into what would usually just be an ab- 
an, like a subjective concept, yeah. you know. It's the universe's yeah. way of saying, don't be mean to everyone. That's yeah. bad. That's bad. That's bad. Just, just, I also... Be good. Yeah. yeah. I also think, like, the concept of, of heaven and hell wouldn't be... Well, just in general, I don't believe that hell is a thing, and I don't ever been created as a concept mm-hmm. because it's created so much pain and turmoil for people who were kind of like brainwashed into yeah the because it makes people think like hey there's only two places you can go yeah, yeah. and just the idea and that it... that you can box someone in as just good or just bad is already yeah. a flawed concept which we have talked about before in the yeah. past yeah yeah but but i think the the catholic the christian catholic idea of heaven wouldn't be terrible if catholicism's idea of morality wasn't so skewed yeah Um, yeah, okay (laughs) yeah we suck (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not saying like catholics individually concept of morality was so skewed i'm saying like a lot of because the 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 church hasn't been very yeah no Yeah, like, basically, like, the thing I struggle a lot with Catholicism is that it makes people feel horrible for, like, natural human functions and feelings and instincts, you know? Like, I, that, I just, I hate that, you know? Um, And, oh my god, I was going to take this in another way, too, and I totally forgot. Hold on, let me think for a second. Okay. Um, Um, uh... I can filibuster for you while we while you think about that. Yeah. Uh, Rumi's, have you heard of the um, the short story uh, "The Egg"? I think by Andy Rear. No. Okay, so the egg is I, I really like it. It's it's kind of similar to the Hindu is like the Hindu's idea of reincarnation, but the idea is uh, this guy like dies and so he meets God and he's talking to God, right? And so God's telling him that uh, he's preparing him for his next life, which is technically by our you know standards would be in the past right so the guy's like oh so i'm going back in time and so god's like you know time isn't doesn't really exist you know and just of the story the short story it's really short by the way if you haven't read it before i highly recommend you know you look it up it's only a few pages uh the gist of it is the entire universe and all the people that live in it is kind of an egg for a god to incubate all right so there's only one soul in the entire universe and that's you and each time you reincarnate, you reincarnate as a different person living their life. So the idea being um, the, the way karma works is if you do something bad to someone else, you're doing it to yourself because that other person is a different version of you in a different reincarnation of your soul. So everyone in the entire universe is one soul. And so all these interactions that you have with different people is interactions with a different aspect of you. And so by the end of this universe, um, these, uh, this God that he says, uh, Andy Rear, he writes, this God, is, which is you, has finished incubating because you've achieved enough um, experiences in pain and suffering, but also in good and um, salvation to truly transcend um, humanity, I guess you could call it. Oh, sorry. Like, as you were explaining that, it hit me you would be doing it to yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to go through yourself, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really, really recommend that you guys um, read it if you haven't before. 
you know what, Remus? Maybe in a future episode, I think I might want like us to read it together. 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 We should maybe read it. Just story time with Andrew and Remus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Caleb, did you, uh, have you gathered <laughs> yeah. your thoughts? I remembered. I remembered. Um, Excellent. Along that, along that whole vein of like uh, the teachings of Catholicism and what morality means um, are a little bit skewed is like just the whole concept of like growing up how once a semester or like once a trimester or whatever we would have to go and like reveal our sins to a priest oh yeah <laughs> and like once a trimester I think it was like once a year them. Oh, yeah like once a year honestly that doesn't I think, sound I think semester honestly like we did it a couple times we didn't have semesters Um, well not what we like obviously we didn't call them semesters but each half of the school year is technically semester you know what i'm saying actually i think it might be once a semester because i remember saying three months every time or just about three months yeah but but basically like the whole idea of confession to me is so creepy that you're Especially children go in and to this person that is in a position of power over them, a, a priest and a kid in the parish, and making them tell them their their sins and like air quotes around sins because what really can a child do that is like so awful that they need to be like divinely forgiven? You know, I know all we said was like I was mean to my sister. I <laughs> killed the man. Yeah. Honestly, if you say that, they can't. Yeah, yeah. They can't say yeah. That, that's another thing. Like, if somebody literally admits to murder, they can't. Yeah. Like, Wait, but can report the that like without being executed. No, the government, the government can't. Well, I mean, they can arrest them if they find out some other way, but they can't like arrest a priest for like withholding information because it's like, um, yeah. what and is that, it, like the bill? Penance or something is what it's called. Is that Wait, what? It's... That's another thing that makes me. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It's okay. just like it's such a weird concept to me, and yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so weird to me that the church has managed to make an entire like like millions and millions of people think that they are going to burn eternally because they like. I don't know, had a child out of wedlock or, like, did something that in the grand scheme of life is not awful at all. Premarital sex. It's not as, like... What? Chastity card. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chastity cards. Chastity cards. Oh, Did you find yours? No. Mine's (gasps) somewhere, like, in my room. I keep running into it every time I clean my room. (laughs) It's not funny. I lost mine. (laughs) I look at it, I'm like... I'm so glad I didn't sign you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think, <laughs> I just think that like I think it's just genuinely strange that the church has been allowed to make so many people like genuinely like like panic about things that when you when you think about deeply, you're like that is not actually anything that is hurting somebody. That's not something that's really unless hurting you killed yourself. someone. Yeah. Huh? Unless you killed someone or hurt them, yeah. Then... Um, no, I'm saying things that are like, God, I would yell. Like they're my... not hurting God somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm saying things that are not like hurting somebody else or like hurting your like 
like intentionally create causing pain you know mm-hmm. things that have been classified as sins and immoral i think it's genuinely weird that it, yeah, like, yeah. an organization has been allowed to make so horrible about themselves for years about things like that like i think it's 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 weird it yeah. is strange Come on. imagine being please. catholic <laughs> <laughs> well um so i mean obviously we just talked about what we think heaven and hell are going to be like uh if they exist yeah. um but uh mm-hmm. what do you guys think does happen after death like walk me through what you believe death is going to be like you're absolutely blipped out of existence blipped out of existence so you just stop existing it's kind of like a it's kind of like that when you fall asleep like right before you fall asleep and you just slip off and then that's it you just stop existing is that what you actually that that seems pretty interesting because um when you like slip off you just kind of enter like a dream yeah so what if like that's where like that's what that's where your consciousness goes you think you drift off in the dreams into death yeah like you're like you know how like you, they say like your brain just stops working or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. What if it just like becomes smaller and smaller? Well, like, I think smaller, you know. Yeah. And you're just constantly in that dreamlike state. Yeah. Well, I think like something that happens when you do die is that like before, like I think don't like be- almost all the neurons in your brain just like fire. Yeah. Hang on, Ramius. I just thought your of brain... something. I just thought of something very romantic, but I'm not going to say it to Kaylin, so I'm going to say it to you, okay? Okay. Ramius, my darling, even in death, I will dream of you. <laughs> All right. You just saved it. That's the love <laughs> song. Andrew said something romantic song. Um. <laughs> you should have but... saved it, someone, Andrew. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I can still say it. You could, but yeah. then it's just It's like, not as special. It's not as special. No, I can only say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think, like... Sorry, Caitlin. Me trying to, like, have a thought, and you guys are just... <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, but that's but yeah, I think, I think, like, all the, the neurons in your brain basically fire when you die. So, like, mm-hmm. you have some crazy-ass dreams. And people have talked about, like, what if our lives right now are just... Yeah. us dying life having a crazy ass dream you know like who knows how long those dreams last in your yeah. own mind well actually so a weird thought yeah actually that, that kind of factors into what i think happens which is i think your mind is very like your belief are is very powerful in mm-hmm. what affects your mind so i think what happens is manifest life after death after death <laughs> Let's say, okay, let's say you die, right? And you're a very devout Catholic. You believe wholeheartedly that what's going to happen is the heaven-hell concept, right? Yeah. I think what's going to happen is, so you die, you have this very powerful belief system already in place of what you believe is about to happen. All these neurons fire, and then your personal self-image of yourself, you, you're kind of your own judge. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that you lived a bad life, then your brain, when it fires all those neurons, fabricates its own version of hell for you because you already believe that's what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Or if you believe that you were a really good person, then maybe it fabricates a heaven for you. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, even though and even though it only lasts like, I think it's, it's like seven minutes of brain activity after death, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Even though it only actually occurs for seven minutes after your death, 
because your brain is also what's responsible for your interpretation of the passage of time, it can feel like infinity because your brain just tells you that it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this eternity in heaven or hell can really take place over the course of seven minutes with all mm-hmm. of your neurons just going absolutely insane based on what mm-hmm. you believe. And, you know, that's not just specific to Catholicism. Maybe it's a... Yeah. If you're some other religion and you believe you've achieved enlightenment, maybe all those neurons fire and suddenly you feel this rush that you would interpret to be finally being enlightened with the universe. And so in that kind of way, every religion can coexist all at once for the sole reason that you believe they should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your mind can take um, account of that. You know, listening is the last sense that, that you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Kayla, would you like to share yours now? <laughs> oh, um, uh, I think I don't have like a set like idea of what life after death is, if there is life after death. I think the universe is so big that there are infinite possibilities of what could happen. Um, and I think I would just with the nature of like who I am and how much I think all the time about things and how mm-hmm. I like obsess over them I don't think it's healthy for me to try <laughs> okay <laughs> like it's like yeah, I generally sure. don't think it would be good for me so uh, my answer is like a solid I don't know I'll which see is a I good answer that's, that's a valid answer yeah, yeah. it's you a think? solid like I'll see when yeah. I get there you know <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get there we'll cross that bridge when we get to it <laughs> yeah okay um so do you guys believe in like a concept of a soul you believe soul. in yeah or like yeah. chi life energy all that stuff i do well oh. to an extent well, i don't care about chi <laughs> oh <laughs> um yeah i don't know enough about chi but i do think um there is such thing as a soul um just simply based on the fact that like we know that love is a thing you know yeah. and we know that there are are certain love is a feeling to people i dopamine <laughs> i want yeah. love um but we know that there are like certain traits about other people that make them attractive to us or certain things about other people that make us love them. This is true. But it's like, and make us release these like hormones in our brains. But it's like, what really is that? And I think that's where the soul comes in. I think uh-huh. people are capable to make it, you know, connections that are, are so deep. And, and to be able to love another person so deeply because there's there are soul connections like that's just simply a thing that I think is a thing or you meet somebody who you've listened to them talk and you're like oh my god these are the exact thoughts that I've had or the exact feelings that I've had yeah. and you're like and you Deep feel so strongly that it's not a coincidence oh yeah you know, yeah that I genuinely just people that you so have, you like, think there's like a select too. group of people spread around the world that are like your soulmate yeah yeah and not even just like a like a a love soulmate i think there are just people that who, you connect with more than others huh? like yeah just immediately it's like a 
it's it, and it's not even that like you specifically have amazing conversations with them that you you're super intellectual with them it's just that it's it's people that you f- immediately feel comfortable around you immediately feel safe around and that you yeah. know yeah. or like that you know that you are safe around yeah i think that's a soul it's like a soul in- that's that comes from Kaylin. chemicals in our brains you know yeah Kaylin, um do you think that you've found any of these people do you think you know any of your soulmates right now are any of them Ooh. us <laughs> freaking question um i think i think a lot of the people that like yeah that i grew up with um are like i soulmates a bit of a loaded word i don't know but like are people that i think that i have soul connections to or people that i've always felt very like safe and comfortable around like i don't have to be a different person around you guys um and that's something that like I'm, i'm extremely appreciative of and that like that's why i think like transitioning to high school was so weird for me because Oh yeah, a a lot of the people that like we know went to a different school. Yeah, went to a different school, and then a lot of the people that I've like met in high school, like I'm not saying that they're not great people, and that I enjoy like talking to them and being friends with them. But you had to like find those connections. Yeah, it's it's being with others for so long. Yeah, I'm still I'm still very wary of being like entirely comfortable around like. I don't know, newer people. And maybe that's just, like, me being stubborn and <laughs> slightly antisocial. But, yeah, I think... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I get it, yeah. 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 Is it time for Kaylin's soulmate song? Oh, yes. Kaylin's soulmate song. great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um do we have anything else to discuss on this subject uh you guys have any other directions you'd like to take this or should we go to recommendations recommendations this early wow it's pretty early yeah it's oh, pretty it's early like but really early. i don't know if you guys want to talk about something else do you have any uh no like the only thing i have in mind is like if you could take any mythological Oh, being yeah, and have them fight for you. Mm-hmm. Who would it be? Have them yeah. do what for you? I, okay, so if you could have like any mythological being from any mythology, uh, from any mythology, mm-hmm. whether that be a god, a beast, a hero, mm-hmm. who would you have fight for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have my answer. Okay, go for it. I've thought about this before. Um, I think unpopular answer, but Aphrodite. Ooh, okay she's pretty cool she's i think cool. i think love and infatuation are one of the strongest emotions motivators in the world uh-huh yeah and also one of the strongest manipulators in the world so maybe uh-huh. aphrodite doesn't have the brute force that like Ares or zeus uh-huh. does but she yeah. is able to manipulate absolutely anybody around her because everybody is infatuated with her you know okay oh. okay Which, uh Remus, I, I know your answer <laughs> so <laughs> Would you rather I go first or you go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, okay. Uh, Ramius, I really like your answer, by the way. I almost chose Ramius's answer. But I say uh, Shiva from Hindu mythology. And he's the uh, the god of, like, 
destruction. Mm-hmm. So pretty much he's this God where it's, it's interesting because it's kind of conflicted where he's a good God, mm-hmm. but in some aspects, he's also bad. Like people will pray to him to destroy evil. You know, that's what, that's what he's known for. He's the God of destruction, which includes destroying mm-hmm. evil. So people will pray to him um, for that. But then at the same time, as the God of destruction, he also destroys indiscriminately. And so mm-hmm. the demons in Hindu mythology will also pray to him for their for his help to destroy their enemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I, I believe he's one of the three, I think, biggest Hindu gods, which are like Brahma, uh, Shiva, and uh, Vishnu, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically he's, I think... One of, if not the most powerful gods in Hindu mythology. So mm-hmm. I pick him. <laughs> Remis, would you like to go for it? Um, my I, I would have to say uh, Sun Wukong from Chinese mythology mm-hmm. because that man is an absolute beast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like to put into perspective. He made gods tremble before him, mm-hmm. and not only that, he's pretty much immortal times seven or something yeah yeah he made himself immortal a lot of times yeah oh, um in case you guys didn't know by the way he's also a monkey <laughs> uh yeah so he's this monkey god and yeah yeah very powerful he's very powerful yeah. um if you didn't know he he actually inspired a lot of the mainstream um a lot of mainstream shonen uh shonen protagonists yeah. uh or like um manga characters like Mm-hmm. If you know Goku, uh, Son Goku is actually one of his nicknames. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, what's his name? The god of high school, the main character is Mori Jin. He's basically the um, the reincarnation of Sun Wukong, or he is Sun Wukong. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting, but he's he's very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that much about Sun Wukong, but I will just add, um, he reminds me a lot of the Hindu god Hanuman, who's uh, a monkey god, who's also... They have been compared quite a lot. Who's also very mischievous, um, and is popular with children in India. Um, I just want to say, uh, thank you to everyone here for playing the game fairly and not just saying God is in... G-O-D, the big god, and the just say, god. yeah, I win because he created everyone and everything. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite god, Remius? Favorite god? Or, or Kaelin, if you either you guys Like, wanna... from any mythology? Yeah, from any mythology, you have a favorite god. I think... I'm gonna sound real basic again, but I'm sticking with Aphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just... I think because, like, maybe this is also just, like, the raging feminist in me, but I think misogyny has made us, like, hate the women who don't try the beauty. Remember our Google slides? Oh, yeah. Dude, I (laughs) wish... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I wish we saved it before we, uh... Before they removed it. But, yeah, yeah, I think... I think, well, I think Greek mythology has portrayed, like, every goddess as like a bitch at some point but i think they've they've done some extra heavy lifting with making aphrodite seem like unlikable entire yeah oh a bitch. yeah 
And there are uh, things that I'd argue not, Artemis is good. pretty great. Artemis is really Artemis good. is great. Oh yeah, I really I really like Artemis too. Um but I think there's like power in how she has been underestimated because oh she's just the goddess of love and beauty, but it's like do you know how many wars have been started over love? And yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. Like it's interesting. She like Aphrodite almost like weaponizes her beauty. Which yeah, is, yeah. I, I totally like, forgot married to Hephaestus. Like, oh yeah, that's the one thing where I'm like, mm, you're kind of a bitch. Aphrodite. What do you mean? Uh, what? Like, cause he's like an ugly guy. No, I mean, like that's that's the one like story that I really don't like about Aphrodite. You know. That she was like it, that conceited, you know. Um, I actually think it's it's kind of ironic that she gets married to Hephaestus, who's probably the only god who couldn't care less about her beauty. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, which like love Athena. Oh yeah, also. Who doesn't? But I think I think there's something very powerful in how like Aphrodite has weaponized the thing that so many people men especially has said are not is not a weapon or is like mm-hmm. harmless or it means nothing you know mm-hmm. yeah so. <laughs> okay um well my favorite isn't technically a god he's a titan but i really like prometheus and his story mm-hmm. about humanity mm-hmm. it's i'd almost argue prometheus is kind of like a like a reverse Jesus, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was sent down to help us, and Prometheus came down, and he stole from the gods for us, rather than like you know giving the gifts. And yeah. in Prometheus's case, it's not that he's punished by humanity because they don't trust him, but he's being punished by the gods for trying to make humanity too much like them, which yes. I, I like. So I like his story a lot. Yeah. Um, his his name, Prometheus. Uh, the name means foresight. Um, and he's he's a very wise titan. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a brother, Epimetheus, uh, which I kind of like. The name Epimetheus, by the way, means um, I believe it means like afterthought. So, pretty much his whole deal is he has a brother that's really smart, and then Epimetheus does whatever, and then later is like, oh wait, I should not have done that. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty funny too. Um. Remus, who would who would you say? Um, personally, I like Hermes. <laughs> yeah, Hermes is great. Um, not for any huge reason why. Uh, he's known as the messenger of the gods, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how just how I see myself. <laughs> you see yourself as the messenger god? I see myself as like a messenger. He's a messenger. Oh, okay. Not are- not like hey, I'm the main character. No, I'm. I'll be there for you. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, Ramius, you're a you're a jack of all trades. You got yeah. Not to mention, uh, he inspired the Flash, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the Flash's helmet, Jay Garrick's is you know ripped straight from Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really interesting book. <laughs> you guys have any runner-ups that you like almost picked? Or... Apollo. 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 The... Now for my runners up. Oh yeah, person. Oh, yeah. For it. Um, I think Artemis, because I love how she was like basically the only 
um, goddess or god, I think, for that matter, that didn't have like a story of like, or like that that wasn't wrapped up with like in a relationship in some way mm-hmm. or like some type of, you know, like I think it's it's very powerful that she was like an example of that. Like you literally do not need a significant other in your life. A milky. You know? <laughs> 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 the <milk> um, way, <laughs> but but yeah, I think just like like that she showed that like yeah you're you you even if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah you know I think a lot of people think that like if they don't have a significant other it's there's something wrong with them yeah, or that they're unlovable or unlikable and it's like no you're fine like you do not yeah. need another yeah. person you know the end of the world just become a mood goddess and lead your your yeah. uh, lead your pack of yeah. of, yeah. of oh, teenage punk, like assassins I you away from <laughs> <laughs> from avatar <laughs> i was like wait <laughs> we should uh move on to the recommendations because i should get home soon oh that yeah. is true yeah well um Kaylin, do you have any recommendations? Oh. Um. Hmm. Recently, Cody Ko and Noelle Miller have been putting out fire content. Absolutely fire. And if you want to have a giggle or a chuckle, watch their videos or their listen to their podcast because they're fucking hilarious. What's their <laughs> podcast called? A Tiny Meat Gang. Oh, just okay. the beef. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but they are. I don't know who they are or these completely new names. I've heard of the podcast. Um, because someone, like, well, actually, a lot of people I know listen to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, they are literally hilarious. So okay. yeah, that's my recommendation. Yeah. So I know more about the competition now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, honestly, they're, they're a little less philosophical, though. Just, just, uh, like, just, just a tad bit. Just a tad I, bit. I couldn't tell by the name Tiny Meat Gang. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the only recommendation I have for this week is I already said it. Uh, read the Egg by Andy Rear. It's free. Mm-hmm. Or uh, watch the Kurgisat video about it. Um, that's pretty good, too. It's on YouTube. Remius, what do you got? Uh, my recommendations I have three manga that I sped through over the week. And they're really enjoyable. Uh, oh. The first one is Ghost Reaper Girl. That one's really good. It's about a failed actress who uh, gets possessed by some ghosts and becomes a hero. Wow. Number two, Kaiju number eight. I really like that one because um, it's about this. Uh, it's about a world like run by kaiju, right? Um, and there's a group of people who just fight them, and then one time, and then one day, this um, cleanup crew guy, he accidentally becomes a kaiju. Mm-hmm. And he joins the defense force, and the story goes from there. And then the third one, third one, I just started reading, it's called Spy X Family. I, I told you about this. Yes, you did. It's about, um, <laughs> it's about this uh, top-notch spy who is working, who's given assignment to prevent a war ha- uh, happening between two countries 
And in order to do that, he has to get close to uh, someone of power. And to do that, he has to um, he has to enroll a child at a school. But first, he needs to find a child. So what happens is he he finds it. He finds a child, and he also gets married because um, he needs a wife. And that wife just happens to be an assassin, and the child happens to be a telepath. And so, um, the wife and the husband, they don't know about their secret lives, but the telepath, the child, happens to know that they're both an assassin and a spy. But yeah, those are my recommendations. (laughs) It's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds interesting. Oh, I have, like, a music recommendation that I just... Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Um... So, one of my favorite artists right now, you guys probably won't like the genre. It's very, like, pop, you know, like, like not, like, really watered down, like, generic pop, you know, but it's pop nonetheless. Sure. Um, but Olivia O'Brien, she just put out her, uh, her, of her album that she created called Episodes, um, and, um, while the the genre and the production might not be something that you guys are like into, <laughs> um, I think the lyrics are like she's an incredible songwriter. Um, like there's one specific song called "We're All Gonna Die," which kind of like relates to a little bit to what we talked about today. But the basically the premise of the song is that she's talking about how she any of her problems head on. Like she doesn't <laughs> really like to like deal with her problems but then she's saying it doesn't even matter that that anyway though because we're gonna die like everybody's gonna die it doesn't matter very true yes yeah um and there's like one other song that i really like on the album too like i like all of them but one called uh i think it's no more friends but it's basically her saying like to a guy who's like oh like rejects her or like breaks up with her and then it's like oh but we can just be friends and she's basically saying like I don't need any more friends thank you very much it's like (laughs) it's kind of like mean but like it's a really good song and it's like it's less pop too a little bit more rock like there's a feature on it Um, well um there's one more suggestion it's summer so go outside and enjoy the sun wait I I also have one more um, if you don't want to go outside and enjoy the sun, I just started God of War, and it's really good. <laughs> so you can follow Ramius's, or you can follow mine and get. If the you want to be right. like a, if you want to be like a vampire, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, I think it's the, it's, it's the, the end of the episode. Is it time for the song. goodbye song. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.